You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Okay, welcome everybody to the Well Connected podcast. I am Ricky and I'm here with, as always, with Fletch. This is the podcast where we are here to talk about networking and interviewing people who are great at networking and have so much to share for people to be well-connected in their life and their jobs and how that's important. Today, we have Angela Stevens with Hatch Homes Group out of Portland. She is the team leader, principal broker for her company. Angela, say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you. I am excited to be here. Well, if you would, then I wanted to start out with a little icebreaker. Okay. And then we can kind of get into a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and, you know, we can go from there. If you had any, uh, an opportunity to go back in time and instead of being, you know, the awesome person that you are, you were an Olympic athlete, what would be your sport? Hmm. No one's ever asked me that. And I probably never thought about it, but. I love swimming and anything to do with water. So I'd probably want to be in the water. I love it. That seems to be the popular question answer as of yet. <laughs> so we'll we'll see over time how many swimmers. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Another another one of our guests was swimming also. This is cool. I wonder how many of those swimmers we've got. <laughs> That's great. And then the one that I always ask people that I'm really curious about is what was the last app that you downloaded on your phone? Chat GPT. Ooh, oh, nice. Dang. I know. I feel almost late to the game, but well, I, just <laughs> I don't awesome. know because I haven't I haven't used it yet and I know I need to. And <laughs> everybody tells me how much how great it is. I see how great it is. What yeah. does it do as an app for you on your phone? Well, we're starting to use it a lot in our business and just trying to figure out play with it, like figure out ways to incorporate into. But some really simple ways um, that just are time savers of like helping us come up with verbiage for describing properties, Um, even trying to like when you're in difficult conversations with people like email exchange, like how to create like maybe a very emotional email um, and change it to a little bit more like straightforward, not as emotional email. Like, so, so, I mean, and that's just a few things. So it's been pretty cool. Sounds like a heck of a tool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Awesome. I love technology. We could probably talk, change the podcast name and talk about technology for a while too, but we won't do yeah. that. Well, well connected could be like all the computer cords you have connected to all your technology, right? <laughs> we could talk all, about all how to stack. use AI and networking. We could totally do that. Uh, for sure. Next, no. next, next podcast. Well, we like well connected means being personally well connected to people. I mean, <laughs> I don't think we're alone. You know, the old tried and true, your network is your net worth. And, you know, in life, in business in general, you really, I don't know anybody who can do, who can be great totally alone without their help of the network of Mm -hmm. others. I definitely agree. So, well, Angela, why don't you let everybody kind of know who you are, where you come from, what you do? Yeah. Well, I am a residential real estate broker here in Portland, Oregon, and I uh, run a team of individuals who are growing their real estate careers as well. And um, yeah, I 
you know, I hate throwing around the word top producer. That's like <laughs> kind of lame, but I sell a lot of houses around around town and I um I really love what I do and I've been doing it for about 15 years. Awesome. How did you get into it? Like what got you into being a real estate person? Yeah, I mean, I always say that I'm kind of one of those rare realtors that got into real estate during the Great Recession. So like when everybody was running out of the business, I was getting in and it was because I got in through family and I didn't know any better. (laughs) And uh, I was, you know, an art student. I was not going to get into the family business. I was not going to be a salesperson. That was just so not what I was going to do. But I always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I love interior design. And um, I was the admin for my stepdad and well, my parents actually, who um, had a successful real estate a team, which was Hatch Homes Group, who I now took over years later. And I was their admin. And my stepdad would every every day that he would um, every month he would come in and put my paycheck on my desk, and he'd circle it with a little note and say, "This could be so much more if you got your license." And I was like, "Nope." not doing it, man. And then he just kept doing it. Like just that consistent, like this could be more. I'm like, okay, fine. So I did it. There were a few years that it was just really, really tough. I mean, I think everyone goes through those beginning years in their career, especially in sales where you are on call, you're on your client schedule. You are just adjusting to that life of commission life, basically. And I almost didn't get through it, but oh my gosh, I am so glad I did. After a few years, my husband and I flipped our a house and it like ignited a passion in me for, oh my gosh, like I can be an investor too. I can do, I can help other people do this. Um, I'm really good at giving people advice now that I've been doing this for a few years. And that confidence just um, made it. So I took over the business about five, six years ago. And now I um, am part owner of the team and I lead it. I run it. So I I love, I love the circling of the paycheck. And this could be so much bigger if you were licensed. Oh my gosh. It's one of those life moments where I look, when I look back, I'm like, so appreciative. Like I like it's one of the most things I'm grateful for to have that influence in my life at the time. I hated it. (laughs) I hated that he was like pushing, pressuring me like that. But but I love that he made you get licensed and showed how it could be bigger instead of just giving you a salary as the boss's kid and, you know, having you go through the hard times of finding your way to make it as a, as a successful realtor. Yeah. And, and it was a, it wasn't like, I mean, it was just like a consistent nudge. It wasn't like you have to do this. Just a consistent like reminder. Hey, you could be, you could be, you could be more, you know, you could be doing more here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And I, I think, I think my lucky stars like literally every day that he pushed me because some of the things I'm doing today, I, I'm like, where would I be? Where would I, where would I be without that person pushing me? It's a good point. And one of the things I want to kind of round back to if, if we could for a second is, as you mentioned in, in when you were talking there, that you went through a time with like, it was pretty tough, like some adversity. I'd love to hear more on that because I feel like there's so many people out there that, you know, reach out to networking, reach out to different ways or looking, searching to for, for their business, but more so for you, kind of on your story, 
like how was it tough i mean you know don't you don't have to get to the nitty-gritty but like if you would like tell us a little bit about how like what made it tough like how and so we can kind of see that picture of like progressing into like you said you're a top agent now i'd love to hear a little bit more about that if possible well, it's fairly layered. I mean, I'd say one of the toughest things just about being in sales is as a sensitive person is that you have to build up a layer of tough skin and that takes years. Like, so you're just like years of feeling this constant need to please everyone around you. And when you're in service and sales and your income is based off of helping people like, like make a decision, it's just, you just are constantly feeling like you're not good enough or you didn't do something or, you know, like there's so much conflict in, in negotiation. And so just to build up that like thick skin, like I am such a different person today than I am, than I was when I started. And that's because of years of building thick skin and being able to deal with some of that. And then, you know, just uh, going from having a nine to five to Saturday morning at 8 a.m. having a client say, hey, I want to see this house. And you're like, what? I got to go do that right now. <laughs> I'd have some time off. No. Mm -mm. So that was a big transition. Having just real bad months where you just don't make any money, you know, like, and then I had two kids in between there and going through um, like postpartum, but and still having to put a happy face on and sell houses, you know, like, so there's like been so many like different layers of challenges that, you know, there was a time where I was like, why am I doing this? I should just find something else. This is too hard. And I think getting through it was just a lot of one, I'm a very dedicated person. Like I just don't give up very, like very easily. I'm like, if you look at my history, I've been married for over 20, I've been with the same person for over 20 years. I've been with the same real estate brokerage for my whole career. Like I, I, I'm committed person. So I just like had, I just had to push through, but it was hard. There's a lot there. That's awesome. Like I can hear like loyalty coming out of there. I can hear like just that grit that, you know, being able to push through. It just, it's such cool things to, to learn about. Yeah. It wasn't easy. <laughs> Well, and starting and starting in 2008, when the housing market was, I mean, I'm going to step out on a limb here, but say it's probably the lowest. It hasn't been that low since oh, then. Yeah. that was a really big crash, although it's kind of a hard market now. It's not nearly the same. So you so so it's not I would I'm going to go ahead and assume t hearing about how difficult of a process that is and just knowing being an outside sales how hard it is to get started with pipelines you mm -hmm. probably didn't have people just waiting for you to sell their house or wait lining up for you to help them buy a house at that time either. No, not at all and I say this all the time to my clients of back then I was just like there's a very low barrier to entry into our industry and so I got in, got my license and yeah, sure. I had experience with transactions and things like that, but I didn't really know how to give advice. And, and so like, I didn't know what was, like, I didn't know it was the worst market we've ever seen. I just was like, like, this is what it is. Like, and so people would ask me quite like, or they would tell me like, oh, I'm going to wait to buy. I'm going to wait to buy. And I was like, okay, like, wait to buy. <laughs> That's your choice. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, if I knew, if I had the knowledge that I have now back then, I could have really guided a lot more people. And so I really take that into my business now of like knowing what the market's doing and being able to like guide them through the right decisions. Cause I just like, I didn't start off. I just didn't know. Like, yeah, it was, it was the worst market. Hopefully like we will never see that market again. I hope not. I got stuck in a house for a long time because of that market. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
but you know, we bought we, the house we still have was our house that we bought in 2008 everyone was joking too you guys probably got like the last loan available good luck <laughs> go, <are> you? <laughs> and your value is what like tripled now so it's good you know. oh yeah yeah. Uh, well, and that was the thing, you know, we, it was, oh, this is a great starter house for us. And here we are 15 years later with two kids, <laughs> you know, and like, great, we can sell this for three times as much. And then where are we going to go uh, for mm -hmm. three times? as I mean, it's, the, it's all relative. It's all going to be the same. And we have a great neighborhood and community. So we, we kind of lucked out before. I'm, we glad you, I'm glad you bought when you did. Me too. <laughs> now I got some listeners jealous probably about buying later with higher interest rates, but that's okay. Uh, so how did you start meeting people then? You got to go meet people. You got to go. I, I don't take you to be just a straight cold caller, Ugh. picking up and calling, going up, calling up, picking up the phone book. So how did you get kind of get started with that? How did you get meeting people, you know? Uh, well, really, it was like my... And was just the people I knew. Like, I just really worked those relationships I already knew, like people at my old job. I think I sold, like I worked at a restaurant before I, or a cafe patisserie before I got into real estate. And I like sold houses to a lot of those people who are still my like past clients today. So like those people built my business, you know, like continue to build my business. Um, meeting people, I um I was never great at putting myself out there like to meet strangers. So that was always like a challenge. Um calling cold calling doing anything like that that was like truly my worst nightmare. <laughs> so my um I, I do have like a networking journey. Do you want me to go through that? There's Sure. Yeah, we want to hear kind of about how you met people, how you grew your business from the start. Let's let's hear it. Well, so my stepdad, again, going back to him, he's been in like a hard networking group for 30 years, like 7 a.m. like every Friday for 30 years. So I always knew in the back of my head, like, wow, he's doing that. And he, if he's been doing it for so long and so consistently, like there must be something to this, right? Like I should start networking. And so I'd go to like networking events, which were totally out of my comfort, you know, of just going into like alone into a room with people I don't know. And I'd meet some people, but then I like, I discovered that almost all of them were realtors. And at that time in my career, I wasn't looking to network with other realtors. <laughs> like now I would totally, but back, no, I was trying to like get business. And so I got a little frustrated. So what I did is I created my own networking group and super excited. I put a lot into it. And I tried to take some of the like things that my stepdad's group had, like some of the structure and put and like, you know, give a little presentation about who you are, um, show up consistently. And I would it turn it was awesome. Like, I'm, I don't want to talk bad about that experience because I met a lot of amazing people and friends that people that I'm still connected to today, but I didn't get any business out of it. And even though I loved it because I, I started to get really passionate about helping business owners because like at that point, like the people that would come to my networking group were all almost like brand new, like people that would really just show up, think that they could just give me their card and that would be networking. And then we somehow exchange business, but that's really not how it is. And so you'd get people that wouldn't come, like they'd show up once and that was it. They'd show up, you know, like it was just, I was like, where, where's people's commitment? Like, why is this so hard for people to just show up and do the things you're supposed to do to network? Right. And 
So I, well, I think it's because a lot of people don't know how to network, right? So many people don't. I mean, most people don't. Where where does it teach you? Where do, where are we taught as business owners? Right here on this podcast now. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. We're learning right. from you right now. Yeah. Most, I mean, a lot of people they, don't know how. Oh, I mean, we don't get, we don't, who teaches us except you guys. So thank you for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but it was frustrating for me because as I started to get really busy in my career, I was like, I, what am I showing up for? Why am I doing all this? Like, you know, like I, I love building relationships, but they also, if I'm, I need to have an intention. So connected with uh, uh, my own hard networking group, which y'all are, y'all know, BNI. And it was the accountability and the structure and the systems behind it that made it really successful. And so that's something I've been doing for, I think, almost five years. And every single year since I've learned so much, things that I just like had no idea when I was like kind of so naive going into creating my own. You mentioned something that we've heard previously, something about systems. And I'm, I really love systems. I think they're like the backbone to everything. But like, if you would tell us a little bit about like your, I mean, I know you mentioned that they have a system in this networking group you're in, but how have you kind of used that system to grow? How have you created your own, you know, systems upon systems, if you will, right? Because you you can't just, sh- again, you, you, re- you already told us you can't show up, right? And just expect it to happen, right? This BNI, right? The networking system has helped you meet people, but then after that, you still got to do the work. So what is like what is your system? I would you know I want to hear more about that. Please. Well, I guess part of the system as a whole is built to help you build relationships with people and at least if you're in an industry like me and probably maybe you guys probably you guys like you meet somebody one day and they're most likely not like, "Oh, hey, I want to buy a house or I want to uh, I need some insurance." You know, like most of the time it's like a like you have to one like have a relationship with somebody so that they know how to trust you. Because like just me saying I sell real estate, like that's great. Oh, you know, like I'll keep your card for when that time comes is just not going to happen unless you're building a relationship and and also showing up like a credible person. (laughs) So the system helps you one show up consistently, which I think consistency is my biggest word of the day, right? When it comes to networking is doing it long-term consistently will build those relationships and then build your visibility and credibility of like, you could show up consistently, but if you're a head case, you're, it's not going to work. <laughs> you could show up every day, every week and be a total like disorganized, like not doing the things that you're supposed to do to show up you know, with your other chapter members and you're just, you're still not going to get the business. So you got to show up and you also have to use the system of like, what are the things I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to get to know other people's business owners. I'm supposed to give other referrals. I'm supposed to be working on myself as a business owner, right? Like learn how to be a better business owner, show show people how you are a good business owner, and then the connections come. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. It totally does. And, you know, I, I think that, I think that that matters that you just have you kind of have to be willing to put, show up and know, I think, the takeaway there. You got to be willing to show up and know that referrals and those kind of relationships don't just happen because all of a sudden you're a member of the group. Oh, right? yeah. You, oh. It's, it's, it's the re- building the relationships with those members 
whether it's BNI or another group or whatever your group is, that's really knowing, having that patience to let other people know that you are, they like you and they trust you and they want to work with you and support you in that way, you know? And I think you're not the only person that we've heard from who went and tried to start their own networking group, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I feel, I, I, I don't know if that's where most of our audience is, as they want to find, I'm sure it's a wide variety of people in a group, variety of groups want to start their own group, don't know where to start. I'd like to hear a little bit about why the one that you started failed. What was it about it that didn't work? Even though you were taking things from your dad or your, it was your stepdad, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Your stepdad's group. What about that? You know, how come you couldn't replicate that? Why, why didn't it work while the, while currently it, your new one does, right? Well, it's funny because I didn't really know it wasn't working until I joined a hard networking group that was working because like I had so many, I met so many great people through that group that I had and it's still actually going on. I passed it on to somebody, my sister actually, because I was like, listen, I know what it would take to make this group great and I can't do it because I have this now, but it's buy-in from more than just yourself. <laughs> you need like to start your own group, networking group. You have to have like buy-in of other people that will help you do the things. Like I was like, I was everything. I was secretary, treasurer, trying to get people to like pay me for the event space, which was just stupid, like tracking down people for $8, you know, like, and I was like, this is not even worth it. And, and then I was, you know, the only one like scheduling everything, coordinating the events. And it just, I, I knew I needed more really committed people to help me with it. And I didn't like, I didn't have the energy to put into that. But I think too, I didn't also have the bandwidth to teach people how to network. And so I would show up every month and then new people would come in. It was great to meet people. Um, it was, but they wouldn't show up again. So I'm like, <laughs> Well, I want to just sit you down and talk to you about how you network correctly, but I don't have the time to do that. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I, I know there's people in the, like, again, I think networking actually can really vary depending on what you, what you sell. Um, like if you're selling a product, you can probably show up to a, a networking group one time, meet some people have say, Hey, come out to coffee with me and I'll talk about my product and you could probably make a sell. Right. Like, like I actually, that's how I met several people. Like I was like, they would come to our group. They had a product to sell this, the product looked cool. I was like, sure. I'll go out to coffee with you. And I bought their product, you know, like, so it worked on me <laughs> several times, but again, most businesses aren't like that. Right. Or if you're, if you're a business owner, like ourselves who are like, really passionate about what you do and are in this for the long haul, then a one cell isn't really what you're going for anyways, right? You're going for like long-term, you're going for referrals um, and that real connection that you get from knowing somebody long-term. So how were you finding people for this group? Because you got to go meet people. Meet up. What yeah. do you mean? Meet up. The, the, <laughs> do you know meet up? Oh, the website? The website. <laughs> okay. 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 So, so before we you're just going to a random parking lot and just meeting up with people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um 
But <laughs> before it was actually, I knew a lot of business owners. I mean, like if people actually looked at the their friend group and their their sphere of influence, like you'll be shocked at how many business owners you know or how many people that like work in a like like a field like, oh, I'm an architect and I maybe I'm not a business owner, but I do want new architect clients, you know, like like I just wrote out a list of all the people I knew just on Facebook and I started my group that way. Like I knew a ton of business owners and um, and then they, I had them spread the word and invite. But it again, you have to spread a wider net. So we ended up going on Meetup and a lot of people are just going on Meetup. And again, most of those people were... I just want something. I just feel like I need to go network. And so I'm just going to go on meetup and see what events tonight. I'm just going to show up. Didn't really have a, you know, a lot of them didn't really have a plan. They didn't really have like a goal of like, I, you know, I want to make this many connections. A lot of them just like a lot of them showed up just to sell you something right then and there, which ends up rubbing people the wrong way. Right. Like a lot of people, you know, like we're looking to network and like mastermind and build relationships. And then you have somebody that just wants to come in and sell you something. And you're like, this isn't the room. Uh, but yeah. Do you, you know, still do that even to this day? Mm-mm. No. That, meet that up, group? Meet dead. Oh, Meetup? <laughs> Meetup I don't think is dead. I think Meetup is still a good way to like okay. meet people. I think it, again, it's just consistency. So if you want to use Meetup to find a group that you like, then find your group. Yeah, Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I think that meetup is still a really cool tool. But if you're just like going to different meetups and not the same one and not, and not, you know, then I, I don't know how that would work out long-term. Okay. Well, what, I mean, so what you start, you started with meetup, you did, a, and you're with BNI now. Is it just you know, what specific actions are you taking on the regular now? Or have you just built up such a huge network, you don't have to meet new people? I mean, because I think that's a big key is, is, is it to, you know, with your industry, is it you build up this giant, have you built up this huge corporation where you don't have to, to meet people anymore? Or are you, you know, what are you actively doing on the regular to, to meet new people, to, to bring new business into your, into your company? Um, How has that evolved, I guess, right? Well, I guess how networking has evolved for me is I've, I really have taken it more, not that I don't want to meet new, like, not that I don't want referrals. (laughs) I do. I love referrals. I love getting, meeting people that need to buy and sell houses. But what I've really, really like evolved it to is building my vendor connections, like building my group of professionals that I feel confident giving, like referring to my clients because, you know, a good I want to solve problems for people, right? And a lot of um, even my friends and family, and of course, my clients need ask me for everything. Like literally, like people come to me for any referral, every referral. And it has been really frustrating over the years to like have somebody that I thought was really great. And then one client doesn't like them, like, okay, well, then I can't use them again. And then you like get a referral for somebody and you're like, oh, they're really great. Like I'm like, you know, I had a good conversation with them. My client really loved them. And then, you know, like I, they disappear, something like that. So to be able to utilize networking as growing like a group of like professionals that you feel are vetted, you know, and that, you know, are showing up consistently in their business, they are a lot less likely to just ghost you which 
is what happens with so many business owners. They get busy and they just don't follow up. And so that's the thing that I've really liked about like being involved in a hard networking group is there's a lot of vetting that goes into being in the group. And I can feel so much more confident in being able to give those resources to my clients. So go ahead, go ahead, Fletch. I was just going to say, do you see referrals from those vendors now? Like, uh, because you're giving them business, essentially, are they reciprocating in that in that regard? Yeah, so that's one thing that my I know my team and I are really trying to build out because I mean, it's also it's like the next level is we give so much business to some people and that's valuable quite frankly. <laughs> so we're looking for vendor sponsors on like we do client events and things like that. So instead of like looking for vendors to refer back to us, which is great, but we're we're looking for vendors that would um, be long-term sponsors for our client parties. And actually, you know, we could really partner that way because yeah, that's, you know, we give people's names out. I mean, I, I, I've got a sewer company that I give hundreds of thousands probably in business too, um, because of all the sewer lines that I have to get bids on in my business. And, you know, it's amazing that none of them like try to nurture me. <laughs> I'm like, where's my nurture? I giving you so much business. I nurture my clients so much with client parties and like, and things like that. And um, I just am shocked that there's so many vendors that don't do that, but that, I don't want to go down a I don't want to get on a soapbox, but no, no, no. I think that's an important thing. I and I, I kind of want to sit here on a couple of things that you brought up. One, your networking efforts have evolved. That you're not networking now necessarily to find people who are trying to individually buy or sell their house, like you were in the beginning. As that was the only know. thing I was looking for, really. Like, I mean, relationships. I've always been relationship based. That's why no cold calling. I really like wanted just to be able to build relationships. But that was, yeah, in the beginning, it was very one dimensional in sense of what do I need to get out of this? Well, yeah, because you need to make like your dad was pointing out, you need to you need your paycheck to get bigger. Yeah, right? well, I, yes. I mean, I need to have a paycheck. <laughs> have one. <laughs> right. All, your your receptionist paycheck is gone now, right? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So that what you're what you're looking for now are more of the types of of networking with other businesses or owners or just people who have things that can contribute more to the bigger picture of your business. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I my I want to make my clients happy. Like I want my clients to be very happy and part of that is giving them good connections to people that can help them and um it's a, it's actually a big challenge in my in my job. I think that's really cool. I think you said something there that's really powerful is is you you're trying to give your clients things, right? You're trying to give them value, you're trying to give them resources. And by doing that, you're essentially creating value, at least this is where you tell me if I'm wrong, but you're essentially creating value in your network in and of itself. Like take away your paycheck. You've created value in this business of just by networking. I mean, you you do a ton of other things, right? I'm not taking away from that, but just by networking, just be creating this huge network to give to people, right? Yeah. To be a resource, you have created immense value, so much value that people are paying you to be a part of your events you put on. Am I wrong? Like no. that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. 
that's I mean, bravo. Like that's super cool. Thank you. I mean, we have we have big goals with just yeah, growing that even more and um really having amazing partnerships with vendors that want to give our clients extra VIP service. You know, like often tell I'll tell clients, let me call the contractor for you because they won't call you back, but they'll call me back, you know, and that's kind of what I want to be able to give to my clients on a regular basis with trusted me. Well, and and you're also what you're also talking about here. I just want to point out as a a big takeaway for what you're saying is the value of the follow-up and maintaining the relationship. And you're doing that through these parties and celebrations and, and all of that. Talk about can you help us understand a little bit more about how you follow up and keep solidifying those relationships with people? Because I imagine it's beyond dropping off $10 Starbucks gift cards and boxes of donuts in people's offices regularly. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think that I've utilized my networking group to follow up with a lot of people, like just through inviting them and like inviting them to events. So I would say that's my biggest follow up is being able to have an event like if I if I'm doing a networking mixer or something like that, having that as like a like I'm going to be there like already and my schedule is really tight. So I have all these people that maybe want to have coffee with me or they want they want something like they want to hang out or something. I'm like, come to this event. I'll be there already. So it's already built into my schedule and I can see you and we can, you know, like so so utilizing the networking group that I'm in to continue to follow up with people that I meet, best friends, my friends that are starting their own businesses, things like that is just to like keep them connected and following up. I mean, on the subject of following up though, like I really am appalled by how many people don't follow up in this world. Like how many business owners do not follow up. Um, I I got a bid for, I've got a bid to install an awning at my house like three years ago. Guy came out, talked to me for like a half hour, wrote me up a bid, literally can't remember the name of that company. And I would probably call him and actually get it done. Even though it's three years later, sometimes it's a long game, right? Like sometimes you don't get the business, but um, I've never gotten one follow-up. There's like nothing. I don't know how to reach that person. Um, And that is just one story of the like hundreds that I have of like having an intention to, to purchase a product or to work with somebody and then have them completely not follow up. So anytime that I am afraid to follow up with somebody that maybe I met in an event or a lead that comes in, I really think of that in my mind of it's frustrating to the consumer when you don't follow up. They probably want to hear from you and like they probably aren't going to be mad that you followed up with them. They're most likely going to be happy. So um, I just see so many business owners that, again, come network once, meet somebody, have a great conversation and then don't follow up because they're afraid. I don't know, distracted. I don't know what it is. So what what would you say for our audience and people taking notes, maybe questioning their follow-up process, what does good follow-up look like? Well, something that's worked that I've seen successful is following up with a coffee date or following up with a like a intention to build a relationship and not to sell you something, right? Just to like, hey, like it was great to meet you. I like talking to you. Like you want to get coffee sometime. 
And then you just, you know, like it's, it's simple. It's what we call one-to-ones, right? Like we call one-to-ones we, where we get together. If I would have done my networking group differently, I would have had more of a system for one-to-ones because I didn't have anything like that. So you would just show up once a month and you wouldn't really have, you would just have the group relationship. You wouldn't have the one-to-one relationship. So that's a good follow-up. I tell people all this, like have an Instagram presence whatever if TikTok, I don't do TikTok, but have some kind of social media presence and follow the person you meet on there. Like I can't, I have so many connections from people I met at networking groups that I just, I met them. I said, Hey, where, like, let me find you on Instagram, follow them. And then they followed me back. That is so much better than a business card right now um, for most, most of the people I meet. So, and that's easy because then you are consistently like having a connection via social media, but um, it's a lot easier for me to remember them if I follow them on Instagram or, you know, I don't usually make Facebook friends with them, but um, pick your meth, pick your social media method and do it there. Those are my two biggest follow-ups. I mean, then there's the, always the good old email. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So would you say because you're, I mean, Instagram just, did you just fall into your lap? I mean, this is back to the technology conversation a little bit, but I feel like because of your art history, right? Because of your home, you know, in in the real estate, Instagram seems like a perfect fit for you. Whereas I don't know if anyone wants to see a, you know, an insurance document, (laughs) Um, you know what I mean? But like, you know, is, is it so much that it works for you? Or do you think any of these platforms would work for you? Just, it's, you know. I think that even if you, like, I think people get, I, this is a social media tangent, but I think that people get really like worked up that they have to be like an influencer if they're going to be on social media and you don't, you just have to have a presence. So like, if I look at that for most vendors now that I, it's a, it's a credibility factor for me, if they don't have a website that, or that's decent or a social media presence, I have a lot of less trust for them just quite frankly. So it's really just a matter of like having some kind of presence. Don't worry about being an influencer, just have it be a presence. And if and honestly, like Facebook was huge for me in the beginning, because that's how I connected with all the people I knew and all my sphere of influence. And, and like, that's how I could get events shared fairly easily and things like that. So it doesn't have to be Instagram. It, I mean, Facebook still works, but it's just, it's just different. Right. But also just like reminding people what you do, like, it, your your Instagram doesn't have to be all about what you do, right? Like, but it could be you, but just reminding people that, hey, you do this because I think that a lot of our friends and family want to support our business. A lot of our sphere of influence wants to support our business, but even with them, you have to ask for the business. Like even with them, you have to show that you're doing business, that this is what you do, that you you want referrals. Like, it's just amazing how it's not, most people it's not natural like like I, I mean people still ask me are you taking referrals I'm like why are you why are you <laughs> of course I am <laughs> and so anyways I think I it's think- interesting that you it seems like you've almost I mean you're so into networking that you've taken on social networking in a different way like it's just part of your life you know because you you also have a YouTube channel for your company and everything too right like so you're yes. you've got 
you've got a lot of different things going on social, whether you realize it or not, like, or, or, or trying to be an influencer or not. Right. Like, I feel like that's a huge, a modern day, you're a modern day networker. You've kind of gone from the in-person meetup. I guess it's a website too. Right. But um, yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. And I mean, well, I, like, yeah, Ricky. Oh, I was just going to say, I was just going to build on that for, uh, for us for a second that what it seems like you're doing, you know, kind of a takeaway for our listeners here is what you've been mentioning on all of this is having that real trust factor with anybody that you're networking with to build a referral relationship out of. And what it sounds like is the evolution of that in your journey has now become digital. Oh, yeah. Digitally, you know what I'm trying to say? it's, It's become a digital effort through social media is what I'm trying to say. And that social media has become a way for you to almost build that trust without having to spend as much time with them before you spend time with them to know, like, I already feel good about this person. Yeah. And it is part of the follow-up plan too, right? Like it's something you don't have to think about if you've already connected with them on social media. It's almost like a natural follow-up as long as you're posting and engaging on it. And then in terms of the trust, like, you know, even if you put out videos and you don't get very many views, like say on YouTube or something like that, like it's amazing. People are still watching it if um, they're considering doing business with you, even though you might not think they are, but that creates that trust as well. That is that connection that's happening like behind the scenes that you don't even really know. But like, for instance, our our YouTube channel, like our, our Monday housing market update that we do, there'd be weeks where like, I mean, we've been doing it for years. And it's not like we have a million followers, right? <laughs> like, we've been doing it for years. But I can't tell you how many times I think, oh, why am I doing it? It's like hard to be consistent. It's hard to do this every single week. But I'll go to a listing appointment and somebody like will like know exactly what I'm talking about because they watched my video on it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you talked about this on on your last video. And so it just creates that like that trust and visibility that like just walking into an appointment. So that is similar to like what you're doing with marketing or with, with networking, right? Because you're building this like consistent trust with people so that when you walk into the appointment or when you get their referral, it's a lot warmer because they already are like, yeah, I, I, I know I can trust you or you referred to somebody that really talked highly about you. So it is kind of connected. I like it. It's almost like you let them stalk you just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that and you can find ways to connect faster. You yes. know, like when when I first met you, I, I quickly saw that you have two daughters and I have two daughters. So at the very least, when we meet, you know, we're meeting intentionally for networking, not necessarily socially, although we've become friends, which is important to the process but what i'm saying is that's a quick easy way to just have something to talk about yes for sure and quickly connect to make it an easier way to before you get into the transactional part of the networking meeting which i think we found is really important to have that balance right of like the personal and the business and networking like you that knowing the personal is how you know per somebody right and how you get to trust them but um it the goal is that you're networking for business right not just relationships like not just friends 
even though that well, is such a I mean, awesome it's an intentional friendship, right? I mean, it can be really great friends, but you've got to be intentional with it too. I mean, and it's, it kind of goes back to that old saying, your, your network is your net, net worth. And, you know, if you're putting yourself around people who are moving and shaking and doing big things, then you're going to tend to be doing the same thing or at least be inspired to do that or pushed to do that one way or the other. Um, and like, don't you want to like lift your friends up? You know, like yeah. I know that every time I've had a friend that has started a business or has big goals, like I want to help them hit those. You know, I, I like you have a lot more vested interest in somebody you care about. Can't it's all about that. the relationships. And the relation, and I like the way you have the relationships with your clients and and your partners. You know, I, it, I think if we were to have a theme for everything you've been talking about, it's relationships. And what I have been noticing and thinking about is back to the beginning of how when you were getting started and the more transactional networking of looking for people to buy a house or sell a house right now, as opposed to now evolving it to people who can help your business and your clients as service providers in a way, the principle has stayed the same. You're reaching out to people who you have relationships with or can develop relationships with. Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, honestly, it, it's it's such a relief and it makes me feel so good to have these people that I know I can count on. I mean, like through networking, I've met people that I just really wouldn't have had that resource for my client without it. Like, honestly, if even Fletch, like meeting you, like and having you as a resource for my friends and family has been like, it's just so awesome to be able to like feel so confident to give somebody your name. And then and then same with you, Ricky, like how like I didn't know how important insurance, like a good insurance broker was for years. Like I was like, you just get insurance, you know? <laughs> and so like to have that and to really feel like, man, I like connected my client with a person that's going to save them money um, or going to give them the best policy that's going to be good for their family. Like it just feels good. Doesn't it just feel good? <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> it's always great, but it's also it's it's better when we hear it from you. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna speak for both of us there. It sounds it feels pretty good. I well, mean, just like we, I like that. I didn't realize I needed HR for my bit. I'm like a growing business, and there's all these things that I just was like thrown at the wall and just doing. And like through networking, met a HR person where I don't have to hire an HR person full-time, just hire them per hour to help me with my small business. You know, those types of things I would not have if it was not for networking, period. So brag about yourself for a minute. We're, we want to help you, you know, and before we get all the way wrapped up, you know, how do people find you and Hatch Homes? And, you know, I know in the beginning you were talking about getting, you kind of got away with how great you are an excellent broker, but I think it's important for people to know what it is that you do. I, we shot, Fred, Fletch and I know you, but brag a little bit. How has Hatch Homes been so awesome lately? Well, I think that I kind of touched on it in the beginning in the sense of like, there's very low barrier to entry into real estate. So you can get your license pretty quickly, but you're dealing with people's largest financial assets of their life. And I take that as a huge responsibility. And 
15 years into the business, I've seen how experience can help sellers net more money and buyers save them from making terrible decisions or not doing an inspection or something like that. And so I'm really passionate about it now of how like what an experienced realtor like myself, what that value is to the consumers. And, and like, I mean, I see it every day, like, and, and so I love mentoring agents as well. So I, you know, have agents on my team that aren't as experienced as I am, but I can share my experience with them. I can walk them through the process so that they can help their clients better and they aren't going at it alone. So my team is really built on like our goal is to like elevate that experience and make sure that we're giving good advisory for clients making these huge financial decisions. And also kind of talking about technology, like and aesthetics, you know, like uh, we're we are really good at making houses look beautiful. Like I know I like to brag about how my pretty listings that they don't just do that. I do that. Like that's they're my artwork, you know. Like I make them. They look, don't just show up pretty. They just don't get... show up that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, I mean, that's really like what I love doing, especially right now. But when you're really good at something, like I think that you guys can agree because you're in your business for a really long time. When you're really good at it and you know how good you are, it like lights a fire, right? You're like, I need to help more people. I need to help more people know how to do it right because it gets frustrating to see agents that don't know what they're doing get away with it. I don't know. Well, the three of us, you know, the barrier to entry to insurance is equally low to a realtor. Yeah. And, you know, all three of us here today have, there's thousands of us. There's insurance people everywhere. There's realtors everywhere. But what I know about you and like about you is you guys, even in the hard market, are continuing to get results for your clients. They're still buying houses from you. You guys guys push more, you guys close more sales than most other, are they agencies? Is that a a realtor agent, real, your other realtors around town, your organization? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm in the like top 1% of brokers and volume in Portland. And I mean, it varies per month, right? But last month it was. And so I think, again, it's that like top producer thing, but like there's like, a reason why experience really does help the consumer. And that's the goal, right? Like in my business is to help the consumer, help my client and um, and show that we're different. We're again, we're very relationship-based, high standards. Uh, I have a, I have a ad- admin team behind me. So like, I'm not like, if it was just me, then I wouldn't be able to do all the things for my clients that I can do, um, that I have a team. And um, really talented team as well. So we know that if someone wants to get into real estate, they should come talk to you first. But outside of that, on the networking side, what is like one piece of advice, one thing that you would give to someone new to networking, trying to, you know, build from the ground up? Remember back to your old days, right? Starting now, what would you say? What's the most important thing for somebody to do? I mean... I don't know if this hopefully makes sense, but it's like, take it seriously. Like, And I think when you take it seriously, that means it shows up in how you present yourself when you're meeting people, um, how you show up digitally, right? Like have, make sure you have a website, things for people to follow you, build that, that network. And 
come from contribution, which is something I say a lot, like, what can you, what can you give to other people in order to, to get back? I think that those are all things about taking it seriously, like consistency. (laughs) Don't give up. Like, don't just do it for a few months and think that you tried because that's just not how it works. Um, So just set your mind to it and take it seriously. And okay, let me say this too. Make sure you're in the room with the right people. Like, you know, like, don't just like, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm take this seriously. But then you're like taking it seriously in a group of like the wrong people, right? Make sure that you're taking it seriously with a group of people that that energized you. I love it. It's awesome. I mean, I know I, I'm lucky to have a personal relationship with you and know you. And for our audience, that's really why I wanted you to share with them of being the top one in a top 1% realtor, because that just goes to show all these things you're talking about of helping your clients and having this network of professionals that can help your clients is backed up by the facts and the real deal. And that's why you guys, you are so good at what you do and you couldn't do it just alone without your network. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny with that 1%, I was like telling my husband like, oh, I got like I got like ranked two the 250th agent in like in July or something like that, which is like a big deal when you have 11,000 agents and like you have like the top 100 that are taking all of their team's production and then just saying that's theirs, which I don't do. But my husband was like, could she like 200th? Like, could she, like, that's great, Angela. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let's just call me a one percenter. Let's just like, like math. I'm one percenter. <laughs> but technically it's like 200th. And anyways, <laughs> it's still, awesome. it's still at the top, right? No, and it, oh, and it so goes good. to show also beyond networking for vetting all the thousands of realtors people can Google and find, right? Yeah, find the one that is the top one percent because they're doing something right, folks. They're doing something not just right as far as sales activity and volume, but I mean, it's a testament to how well they do their job and can support you as the buyer or seller of your home. And I flip that to agents too. Like, if you're not a top, then like it, it connecting with somebody that is will teach you a lot. So that's where I am at my business is. If you like, I wouldn't be where I was without like the mentorship of my parents, right? Like of, of being surrounded or in my brokerage, I'm in a brokerage with some really heavy hitters and I would not be where I was without these like heavy hitters showing me what I could do. Like, wow. Like, you know, I sold a house a month and I was super busy. And then I see these agents in my office selling like 10 a month and I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's just like being surrounded by those people. It's the same thing in networking, right? You want to be surrounded by people that like are pushing you to be better. And that's what we hope to do here. Besides tactics, get people pumped up and push them to be better and meeting better people. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, I think we're getting pretty tight on time here, but I want to ask you one last question. Okay. You're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, because if our one of our listeners is so lucky, right? To go out on a limb, reach out to you, and you agree to have coffee with them. What's your coffee order? <laughs> a latte. Is that so boring? It's no great. It's great. Oh, lattes are solid, especially <laughs> if they have the funny art on top. I, yeah. 
I was a barista for many years. And so I knew how to do the hearts and everything. And I tried. So so no cheapest Starbucks lattes for you. You better bring I mean, some. I mean, I, I, now I'm a realtor. So like Starbucks is kind of <laughs> like, a, like throughout the city, wherever you go, you'll find one. So I'm okay with it. But no, I prefer fancy coffee. That's right. Good for you. <laughs> Me too. Me too. How do people find you? How do people, people listening to this, they want to connect with you, whether it's for a real estate transaction, a networking event, just say hi. How do people find you, Angela? Okay. So on Instagram, you can find me at Angela Stevens home and that's Stevens with a V. Um, And then YouTube Hatch Homes group is just a great way to connect with us on there. And then my email is Angela at hatchhomes.com. Awesome. Love we'll put it. those in the show notes too for people to spell it out and see it. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun. Thank you. Super fun. I love talking yeah. about this. I'm so happy that you came to meet with us and give us your time and share with the audience a little bit about your networking journey. And I hope people picked up how important relationships are. Yes. So important. How to, and you know, why it's important to really be around the right kind of people networking. I think it's pretty easy to get lost with people who aren't going to actually help your business. So thank you again for your time and uh, everybody connect with Angela because she's awesome. So yo, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks, Angela. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well-connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights.